if you're new to this whole world of baby led weaning and starting solid foods, you might still be on the fence as to whether this approach is going to work for you. And if that's the case, I want to send you my free feeding guide called Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby? This is a guide that contains a decision tree map that you can work your way through to determine if this is the right approach for you guys and then when it's time to start. Grab your copy of Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby on my website at babyledweaning.co slash resources. I was doing my breakfast dishes this morning, turned the garbage disposal on, and then heard that terrible noise when you know something is in the disposal, but like you can totally tell the damage has already been done. Sure enough, it was an easy peasy tiny spoon, totally shredded, which if I've learned anything about these baby lead weaning spoons from Easy Peasy is that the garbage disposal and the dog both love them. And I was bummed because it's one of my favorite colors that they make, the light gray line, which is called pewter. But my garbage disposal disaster, I guess it came at just the right time because Easy Peasy is having their annual Mother's Day sale from this Friday to Sunday, so May 10th to 12th. You can get 20% off all of the Easy Peasy feeding gear with the affiliate discount code BLWMOM on orders of $50 or more. So this is a great time to stock up at 20% off because my regular Easy Peasy code is usually only for 10% off. So this bump up to 20% off is nice, but it's just for three days. So head to easypeasyfun.com to grab tiny spoons, their tiny cups, and the best suction mats and bowls for baby lead weaning. They have a really cool new bundle maker on their website if you want to group or piece a few items together or If you just don't want to think about it, then just grab one of the Easy Peasy First Foods sets. It has everything you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods with baby led weaning. That code is BLWMOM for 20% off Easy Peasy orders of $50 or more now through Sunday, May 12th at easypeasyfun.com. And happy Mother's Day to you. And when your baby gets the hang of eating solid foods, it's going to be about 8 to 12 weeks after you start, you'll kind of be blown away because there will be some days where you're like, oh my gosh, and that nine or 10 month old baby, they just ate more at breakfast than me as an adult ate. And then the next meal, they might not eat anything or tomorrow the same breakfast, they might not touch it. As long as we are observing for and reacting to and recognizing and allowing our baby to respond to those hunger and fullness cues, don't stress about it. Your baby is not going to overeat on purpose. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. I know a lot of parents stress out when their baby starts solid food. Oh my gosh, my baby's not eating enough. They're not getting enough, Katie. What do I do? And then the baby is a baby. So they need lots of time to learn how to eat. And then they start getting the hang of eating. And then the pendulum totally swings the other way. And you're like, oh my gosh, is my baby eating too much food? Is it too early for my baby to be eating this much? That's what I want to cover in this podcast episode. Is my baby eating too much solid food too early? Now, why are we covering this topic? Because just recently on my office hour, so each week inside of my program, I have a segment where we do live office hours and I answer baby led weaning questions from parents who come on. And there were three distinct questions from different moms about their babies eating too much. Now, the first one, I'm going to read you the questions throughout the course of this episode. And we're going to kind of go through and troubleshoot and I'll tell you how I answered their questions. But if you don't have time to listen to the whole episode, your baby's not eating too much food. If you are following your baby's hunger and their fullness cues, they're going to blow you away with how much food they eat some days. Like there's days where like 10 and 11 month old babies will legit eat more 
food at breakfast than you do. And then like the next meal, they'll eat nothing. And the next day, they might not eat as much as they did the day before. It's very inconsistent. And that's all very typical. So here's the first question. This is from a mom on my office hours of an 11-month-old baby. I feel like I might be overfeeding my baby. It just sometimes feels like she's eating as much as we do. Here's what my baby might eat in a day. For breakfast, two muffins or two pancakes, a banana and an egg. For lunch, four ounces of a chicken enchilada, three ounces of mixed veggies, one or two pea fritters. For dinner, three ounces of mashed potatoes, four ounces of broccoli, quinoa, casserole, and 10 or more raspberries. And then mom says, sometimes she'll even ask for more. And I know it doesn't all make it in her mouth, but a lot, most of it actually does. My baby's also drinking about 16 ounces of formula per day. What was my response? This sounds fabulous. Congratulations. By close to 12 months of age, you've got that milk nice and tight at around 16 ounces. So you're going to move right into cow's milk when the baby turns one, keeping that somewhere between 16 to 24 ounces of cow's milk. So you're not overdoing it on the milk, which is great. And your baby's eating three times a day if that mimics the way the rest of the family eats. Great. I love that you have a variety of foods. You're doing some starchy foods or some fruits or some vegetables in there. There's some protein foods in there. I know that this family's also done all of the allergenic foods. So even though some days it might look close to like how much you would eat, at least at one of those meals, usually breakfast is when parents are like, oh my gosh, the baby eats so much. There's absolutely nothing problematic about this. Again, just keep on observing for those hunger and those fullness cues. Some days she's not going to eat that much. And I do like to remind parents that as we approach the one-year mark, your baby's rate of growth will slow down. So they'll actually start eating less around 12 months of age than they did at 9, 10, sometimes 11 months of age. And that freaks parents out because they're like, hold up, the baby's getting older, they're getting bigger, right? The clothes size are getting bigger, then the diaper sizes are getting bigger. Shouldn't the meal sizes be getting bigger? But no, not necessarily. Again, that rate of growth is going to slow down. Your baby's still growing rapidly, but they kind of peak at around 10 or 11 months of age with regard to the volume of food that they'll eat that compared to like the first part of toddlerhood, you know, when they cross over that one-year mark, just be careful. Remember the two biggest saboteurs of the toddler diet are milk and snacks. If you don't have any snacks in there and you're keeping the milk nice and tight, your child will be experiencing what I call some casual hunger when they come to mealtimes and they'll actually eat the foods that you prepare. So mom of the 11-month-old baby, definitely nothing to be concerned about. Here's another question. This is from a mom who has a 10-month-old. Hi, Katie. My son loves eggs. He probably eats them half the week for breakfast, usually with veggies mixed in. I know there are a ton of benefit from eggs, but I worried that we're giving him too many eggs. I've heard they're high in cholesterol. Can I give my baby too much? Now, in this situation, I mean, there definitely is or are situations where you can be feeding your baby too much of one food. This would not be problematic. I don't think, you know, eggs a couple of times a week. If that's a good default protein for you at breakfast time, Protein sometimes kind of hard at breakfast, right? Like, and you don't have to have a protein food at every meal. All the foods that you're offering will have a couple of grams of protein here and there. And if you're offering a variety of foods, like babies are not walking around with like widespread protein deficiency in the developed world. However, we don't want to get in the habit of offering the same food every day. Now, I want to address what the mom was really concerned about here from a nutrition standpoint. She's talking about cholesterol, okay? The amount of cholesterol, first of all, we're not concerned about heart disease development when your baby is like less than 12 months of age, right? You got you got priorities here. Things we want your baby to learn how to do, one of them is learn how to feed themselves. Don't stress out about their risk for heart disease. You have the rest of your life to do that. And I'm being a little facetious, but the cholesterol thing can be confusing. So, And sometimes parents do hear the messaging, oh my gosh, I've been told if my family's at high risk for heart disease to pay attention to things like saturated fat and cholesterol for my baby, absolutely not a priority, okay? Later on in life, if your child is exhibiting signs and symptoms of heart disease, strong family history, then you can worry about that. But right now, fat is actually a very good thing for your baby. And we want your baby to get adequate fat 
from their diet. And fat helps your baby's still developing brain. Not to mention that if you know anything about blood cholesterol levels, the dietary cholesterol that a person is eating has almost no bearing on their blood cholesterol levels. Because parents will think like, oh, well, my family is high cholesterol, so I shouldn't eat cholesterol-containing foods like eggs. Not true. It's actually the saturated fat in animal foods that is much more likely to elevate the bad or the LDL cholesterol levels. So I'm not worried about the cholesterol in the eggs. Now, if you're frying those eggs in a bunch of butter that's laden with saturated fat and topping them with a ton of cheese that has a lot of saturated fat, that's a problem because it's the saturated fat in the diet that raises blood cholesterol levels. But again, it doesn't really matter. It's kind of moot for babies. Great that you're offering your baby high-fat foods. Do a variety of foods. Don't get stuck on any one food every day. If you do offer the same food every day, all you're doing is conditioning your baby to be expecting that food every day. So mix it up, but don't stress if you have to rely on some foods like eggs on occasion, even a couple times a week. It's actually beneficial in the sense that eggs, being a potentially allergenic food, you're reintroducing that egg protein over and over. And we know research shows us that early introduction of those potentially allergenic foods and doing them early and often, things like eggs, actually helps to lower your baby's risk of egg allergy down the road. So good for you, mom. And Continue with a variety of foods and don't stress about cholesterol. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Final question about feeding your baby too much too early comes from a mom named Stephanie. She has a seven-month-old baby. She said, hi, Katie. Is there such a thing as overfeeding? After feeding, I feel like my baby complains or seems to show signs of wanting more. What's a good option to add or to offer? So my suggestion here is, first off, props to Stephanie for looking for, observing for, and trying to respond to her baby's hunger and fullness cues. A seven-month-old baby, though, is pretty unlikely to be able to meet their hunger needs from foods alone. Your baby just started solid foods like a couple weeks ago. So they're still getting most of their nutrition from infant milk, that's breast milk or formula, as you're giving them lots of time to learn how to eat solid foods. So by six or seven months of age, I hope you're offering solid foods one to two times a day, but no that they're not actually going to eat very much. Now, maybe your baby's enjoying food. There's some babies who just hit the ground running. Like they're sitting up, they're reaching for the food, like they're into this eating thing. And they might eat or smash or drop all of the food that you put in front of them. And you're like, oh, what do I do? Do I give them more? It's your call. We're trying to get your baby to be comfortable sitting in the high chair for meals for around 20 minutes. Sometimes they're gonna dispose of the food prior to that. Again, a lot of times it's dropping it because they don't know what to do with it or they're smashing it, or they get a tiny bit of it in their mouth. There's not a ton of eating going on, but if they're enjoying the eating process and you're up for sitting there for a little bit longer and you have extra food to put out there and offer, yes, definitely go for it. Some parents worry, well, I'm just gonna be wasting the food because they're not eating it. No, not necessarily. Learning how to eat is a full sensory experience, right? Your baby needs to smush the food and smash it and taste it eventually, but they're gonna put it in their ear and put it in their hair and they're gonna drop some of it on the floor. I would suggest putting a clean splash mat underneath your high chair so the baby drops the food down on the splash mat. You can recycle it from the splash mat back up onto the plate or the bowl that's on the tray or the table. I do that a number of times. I usually do it about three times before I'm like, all right, baby, we're done here. And then after that, 
I'll kind of let it go. But when it comes to the splash mats, the ones I love are from this company called Baprin Baby. So they make these huge, lightweight, waterproof splash mats. They are the most durable. I've had some of mine for like seven years now. I wash them almost every day, good as the day that they were new. If you want to check out the Baprin splash mats, the website is Baprin Baby, B-A-P-R-O-N Baby. And my code KD10 works for 10% off. They also carry Baprin splash mats on the Easy Peasy website and the affiliate discount code KD10 works for 10% off there. But as far as like, what should you finish the meal off with so my baby is quote unquote getting enough, don't get in the habit of doing that, okay? We want you to offer one new food to your baby every day. I teach a five-step feeding framework where we offer five new foods a week, do a new fruit on Monday, a new vegetable on Tuesday, a new starchy food on Wednesday, a protein food on Thursday, and an allergenic food on Friday. After those five foods, we then do the allergenic food multiple times over the weekend with no other new foods in there in order to observe for reactions and then go right back to five new foods the following Monday. If you keep moving forward with one new food a week, and at the same time, you're continuing to reintroduce the familiar foods from previous days, your baby is getting lots of exposures to new foods. And even if they don't eat that much of the food, you don't have to worry. You can trust that they're going to eventually learn how to eat those foods. They're going to be filling in their nutrition gaps with infant milk, and you don't need to finish off the meal with a pouch or a scoop of peanut butter or some yogurt or a known safe or familiar food that you know they're going to eat. You do want to reintroduce familiar foods, but don't get in the habit of offering any one food every day and follow your baby's hunger and fullness cues, keeping in mind that about eight to 12 weeks after you start solid foods, it's all going to click for your baby, meaning that they are going to be reaching for the food and grabbing the food and bringing it to their mouth. You're going to notice their milk intake starting to decline, which is exactly what we want to see. That's weaning in action as your baby is slowly getting more nutrition from food and less from milk. They'll kind of peak for most babies around 9, 10, 11 months of age is like the golden age of baby led weaning. They're going to be eating a lot of food. And then as they get towards that one-year mark, the intake rate slows down a bit as their rate of growth also slows down. And then as we move into the second year of life, remind yourself that picky eating is developmentally appropriate. It is very typical for your one-year-old to start refusing foods that they previously liked or not be as welcoming or accepting to new foods, but don't give up. Doesn't mean you default to the kids' menu meals or just pump them full of milk or snacks. Keep the milk tight, 16 to 24 ounces for a one-year-old as far as whole milk, cow's milk goes. Stay away from the snacks for as long as you can and give your child the gift of casual hunger. Don't starve your baby out, but that casual hunger is a wonderful gift for your child. When they come to the table, if they're feeling a little bit of hunger, they will be more inclined to eat the foods that you're offering. And if they're still hungry, they're gonna know how to ask you for more. That's one of the beautiful things of baby-led weaning is that it allows your child to recognize and respond to their own internal and hunger and fullness cues so that they can eat when they're hungry and stop eating when they're full, which we as adults, you know, there's a lot of adults spending a lot of money in therapy and trying to learn intuitive eating to basically reset their body and their biology back to the way they were when we were babies. So let your baby tell you when they're hungry and they're full. I also have another podcast episode all about hunger and fullness cues. I'll link to that in the description where you are listening to this podcast episode, but no, your baby is almost certainly not eating too much solid food too early. There's a very, very rare medical condition whereby baby's children don't have a quote unquote off switch. We don't even cover that here on the podcast because again, if your child did have an underlying condition that was dysregulating their appetite, you should be working with a pediatric dietitian who's helping you with your own unique medical situation. For the rest of you, your baby, not eating too much too early and good on you for looking for and listening to and responding to those hunger and fullness cues. A special thanks to our partners at Airwave Media. If you guys like podcasts that feature food and science and using your brain, check out some of the podcasts from Airwave Media. We're online at blwpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. 
Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now.